Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode 110. Today we're going to be talking with Trevor Fuchs, who just is fresh off his Hurt 100 races. So if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. This episode of the Trail Manners Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and even podcasters. That's right. Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com backslash trail manners or mention the promo code trail manners when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now let's get to the show. All right, welcome to episode 110 of the Trail Manners podcast, 22nd Street Trailhead, Ogden, Utah. I've got a blanket on because mm-hmm. I dressed improperly for the colder weather. Look like an old man over there. I appreciate that. It's but I did thin. cut my hair and shaved, so, yeah. you know, or trim looking, my beard. Looking even shelter. I, I have dropped some LBs, mm-hmm. and I feel pretty good. Got a good workout in this morning. Maybe go for a run after the show, but... Uh, we got a returning guest. Three-time champ. Three-time. So we've got three of those now. Yeah, we... Uh, yes. Turtle. Turtle. Luke. Luke and Mr. Trevor Fuchs. Yeah. So uh, we got Trevor with us. He's been on the show, episode 54 and episode 96. Both of those were fresh after his Wasatch 100 victories. Right. In fact, we just had the lottery yesterday. Yeah. And so yeah. we'll get into that later into the show. Right. Because there's some heat coming this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we we're, we got Trevor on the show. Um, we were supposed to record this earlier, but I uh, had some issues, and we had to reschedule, so I apologize about that. But he's fresh off Hurt 100. Yes. Yeah. In Hawaii. <laughs> right? Is that yeah. what the locals call it? it? I think so. I'm pretty local. Yeah. So you're pretty I'm local. pretty local. Yeah. You so got a sticker on the back of the bus that says that? I eat pokey. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. And pineapples. Pineapples. <laughs> yeah. You got it. And coconuts. And do they have coconut trees there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what he. That was, that was a huge part of the race. Yeah. Was it? Oh yeah. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm <laughs> totally into it. Trevor was kind enough to bring us a hula girl, solar powered. Yeah. To f- put in the bus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Her sexy on right now. She, she's kinda, yeah. she's moving. Right? It's kind of like she's game on too. <laughs> we'll have to get with her later in the show. Talk to her a little bit. See about her travels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Trevor, let's. Uh, so many questions about the hurt because we've never had anybody on that's done the, sh- the race. Nope. It's always intrigued me on so many levels. Um, and you uh, obviously come from, even though this winter's been mild, right. it's still colder. Right. You know, you can't prepare for. There's no coconut trees on our trail or nope. anything no. like that. But you finished fifth mm-hmm. in 2432. 
it's five is it five loops is that what it five, is five loops and uh, miles. and we'll get into it but you had some serious leg cramping issues too yeah so yeah. uh that's pretty crazy <laughs> still finishing fifth and something like that and who won this year again avery collins that's right avery and he collins. crushed it in 2144 i think wow so he's an animal yeah he sure is um, but let's get into it. I mean, there's so much. God, I can't wait to talk. I've been waiting for this show, man. <laughs> yeah. So many things to talk about. But um, what was the first? Uh, why did you decide to go do hurt? What was kind of there that made you get over there? Because that's that's kind of a that's a commitment. Commitment. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the biggest reason was I've just heard that it's one of the toughest races in the world, and uh, that sort of thing excites me. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess that was the biggest reason, and. Uh, I've been following along a couple of years with the lottery and never putting my name in. And this year I saw that the lottery drew on my birthday. So I was like, well, it's a sign. So this is the oh. year I'm going to do it, put my name in. And sure enough, got drawn out. So then had to panic and figure out how I was going to f- afford to get there. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, with the lottery, when's the lottery? Cause it's not like real early, is it? I mean, no, it's August. It was August 12th. This yeah. Year, and the so race is yeah. January. Yeah. So right. you don't have a whole lot of time between nope. the lottery and a race. Like, you know, like we talk about Wasatch is right. February race in September, yeah, hard rock right. December. So not a lot of time. Yeah. And I was in peak training for Wasatch at the time when my name got drawn. So it was, just a realization that I was just going to carry that training over. There <laughs> right. wasn't going to be an off season. Yeah. So, and and so your wife was totally on board with this. Uh, probably not a hundred percent, but once <laughs> <laughs> she realized that uh, you know we were lucky enough to find people that were going to help get us over there, yeah. and and her as well, um, she was definitely more on board at that yeah. point. At first, it was kind of like, yeah, so uh, we just got back from our honeymoon, and that was a lot of money. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it all worked out, and so. She was pretty stoked. And so the race, did you, how many days before and then how many days after did you say? Because you kind of made a little, because I, we were sending a message, you're like, yeah, I was sitting on the beach. Yeah. Just re- recovering <laughs> yeah. after that. Mostly just dead on a beach. But, <laughs> um, uh, we went out Thursday and the race was on Saturday, so we didn't have a whole lot of time beforehand. Um, in hindsight, I'd probably do the more days before the race as opposed to after. Um, but we spent a couple days after as well, so we left on Tuesday night, took the red eye home. So had a couple of days of beach time, but yeah, I was mostly dead. So <laughs> now, did you know a lot about the course before you went over there? Did you talk to anybody that's run it, or did you just kind of do that looking for blogs and information? Yeah, I kind of did the reading race reports and you know Google image searches of everything I could find and just studying the map and everything. Um, as far as talking to people, most everyone I talked to had advice that was somewhere in the range of, yeah, that's the only race I've ever DNF'd, or, <laughs> yeah, that race sucks, it's really hard, and, you know, it's really hot and humid, you're going to die out there, and so that was, that was pretty much what everyone said about. That's like, yeah, well, I'm done <laughs> corresponding with you. Yep. <laughs> and even even my coach, I think he was trying not to tell me, but he sort of let it slip at one point. He had been out there for, I think, Xterra or something like that, and he had hiked just one loop of the course and he just thinks it's the stupidest thing on the planet. <laughs> it's like, why would anybody do this? You know? So well, that's gotta be good though, that your coach had experience with at least what it was about. Yeah. Right. right. So and he has a bunch of athletes that go out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, did we talk about this on the last show? You, who your coach was? It's Roach, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. David, David Roach. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I just had a, uh, <laughs> it's early still for me. Um, so with going over there with the race, how do you, my biggest, one of my biggest questions, how do you train for something like that when you're coming from our area where it's, we, we're full on winter, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't as bad this year, it's still colder. It was 
during my peak training was still pretty cold. You mm-hmm. know, I was getting out in the morning and it was 14 degrees out in the morning and just sheer ice on the tra- on the trail. So, um, you know, really, it w- I didn't stray too much from the regular formula. You know, I just did a lot of hill repeats and things like that. I tried to get a lot of vert in um, and just high volume and then uh, did sauna, tried to get in the sauna every day. And right. that was a whole experience on its own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You were telling we me were, about we that. We were talking about that a bunch little of bit. old dudes without clothes no, on. No, there's like some weird dudes. I prefer old dudes. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of crazy going on in the sauna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that, that was. He got to know one guy real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> Trevor's still We can alive. get into that. It's a bit of a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> sauna experience. Yeah. There's yeah. a little bit of uh, mental training going on in the sauna. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Dealing with the, the craziness going on. So a <laughs> um, little bit of sauna, and then that was pretty much it. I feel like the icy trails were probably actually really good training um, because one thing that happens on the hurt course that I didn't really realize was that especially in the first first loop or two, everything's kind of fine. It's super technical. I, I mean, it's probably the most technical race out there because it's just nonstop, unrelenting. There's roots as high as your knees in some places, and they just cover the entire trail. Um, it's just rocky. If you're not climbing, you're descending. There's hardly any any flat at all, maybe like 200 yards of where <laughs> you can actually just sort of run. Um, but the, the rocks and the roots at night, like <laughs> once the... Once the sun drops, the humidity just sort of like falls to the ground, I guess, I, I think. Um, I'm not really sure what happens, but <laughs> everything becomes a skating rink out there. Like mm. if you if you step on a rock, you will slip and fall. And, you know, a lot of these slippery rocks are on very steep descents. And so you're just trying to navigate that in the dark. And it's it gets pretty intense at night out there. <laughs> well, you, huh. you, it seems like every year you do hear about an injury. Like, oh, not yeah. just like mm-hmm. I fell and scratched my knee, but right. I busted my leg. I busted my shoulder. Yeah. I busted, someone broke their back or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, uh, she's coached by uh, Megan Roach. Um, she had taken a spill, more like a somersault at mile 23, mm-hmm. I think it was. And uh, I had the pleasure of hanging out with her after the race. We went out and got some pizza, so we... Got to talk about it, and uh, she ran to mile 60, and eventually the race director pulled her because her pacer was getting a little worried. You know, she was starting to slur her speech a little bit and oh, just man. had a lot of pain going on in her back, starting to get numb in the tongue and oh, stuff. No. So, um, yeah, it turned out she actually broke her back, I believe fractured her foot, and then she found out just recently, a couple of weeks ago, that she broke her jaw, too, wow. in the spill. So Jeez. that was probably the worst one. And that, that girl <laughs> well, I would, I would she, hope so. Oh, man, she is just tough as nails. She's got to she, be. She would have finished it. Like, she would have kept going. So she was super impressive and inspiring for me. Um, but, yeah, I guess there was, there was broken ankles and torn mm. hamstrings and Tempest, who was at every aid station seeing all the runners come in with the loop course, you know, she said she's never seen so much blood at a race. <laughs> Just everyone's coming in with busted up knees. and It's like a Civil War med tent as everybody yeah, comes Yeah, through, I mean, know? it's it's pretty crazy. It, I, I only fell, really fell once, and it was because I felt I got up on a ridgeline and I was like, oh man, I bet there's an awesome view up here. So mm-hmm. like I look around seeing if I can see the ocean and like Honolulu. And the moment I took my eyes off the trail, I just ate it just right on my face. My hand held like fell down a cliff. Like I was, <laughs> it got caught by a tree. So I was able to sort of shimmy down and grab it. <laughs> oh. At this point it was the only one I had like had with me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty intense course. <laughs> it's like, you have to be, Totally focused yeah. every you step, which, out. which isn't a big deal. It keeps your 
brain occupied, you know, and it's just super fun. I mean, it's it's hard and it's challenging, and I think depending on the day you have out there might be what you come back and tell people about the course, you know. If you have a, if you break your back on the course, you might say, I'm never going back there again. It's horrible, you know. She's going back next year. Of course, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so... But it was just so fun, man. It was the the most fun I've had on trails. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, so fun. And did you have any like wildlife encounters? I mean, I don't know exactly what's what. I first of all, for people on what island are you on? Yeah, it's on Oahu. Okay. So it's um, just in the mountains right above Honolulu. Okay. Um, no, I didn't really see any wildlife. I I heard what I was told was wild pigs, but okay, that's they, what I was gonna yeah. say. I heard the wild pigs in Hawaii mm-hmm. are nasty. Yeah, but we didn't see any. Um, and I didn't hear of anybody else having encounters. They, they, I guess they tried to keep away from people. Um, really all I saw was there's, there's chickens everywhere over there just <laughs> running, running loose. That was about all I saw. So. <laughs> just running with the chickens. Oh, and, and gnarly cockroaches come out at night, like, oh. you know, the size of this microphone. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> That's a little snack, you know, just something to Get put your hungry. gel on and That's chuck right. it down. Put a little exactly. untapped syrup on there. That's and right. <laughs> take it down. <laughs> um, now, to start of the race, I, I read your little report you put on Facebook, so mm-hmm. I have some stuff from that because it was, I mean, you're a very good writer. Some of the stuff was yes. very moving. But um, one of the things you talked about was Luis Escobar was there. Mm-hmm. Now, he was the, he won the initial year, correct? Right. Yep. So the first year of this race, he was a winner. And Luis Escobar is a legend yeah, on right. so many levels, running, photos. I mean, if you've read Born to Run, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But he gave a Tarahumara a blessing before mm-hmm. the race. Yeah. Um, that had been pretty cool. It was it was really cool and and just sincere and different. I wasn't really expecting anything like that, you know, because most races you show up and they count down and you go. Um, but, and you've probably heard a little bit about the Ohana at, at Hurt. So it's, it's very, um, warm and welcoming when you show up. Like the moment I walked up to pick up my bag and check in, it was like everyone you talked to was like, are we best friends? Like we're best <laughs> friends now. This is great. Um, and so it's just amazing like that. And so at first, and I don't think I was the only one. So uh, Luis is up there talking and um, has everyone close their eyes and hold hands. And like, and uh, there was definitely some hesitancy from other people. <laughs> you know, you could kind of like grab their hand and feel a sort of clam up. Like, what are you doing? That? <laughs> um, but didn't, like, didn't I see you in the sauna? That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. And I, I think normally I would be that way too. But I, I just wanted to embrace it. You know, right? So, um, I, I didn't fly all the way to Hawaii to like, you know, be the one stick in the mud you know so yeah we all held hands and closed eyes and said a little blessing and it was just uh it was really moving i think i wrote um what it was but i don't think that i can say it off the top of my head (laughs) right now um but it it was just a great way to start the race you know it really got your head in the game and and just connected with nature so and when you say see i'm i'm told i'm fluent in hawaiian so when he says ohana that means family right right (laughs) so i'm just i'm just helping our listeners (laughs) out there right (laughs) Uh, so, and that's what I've heard so much about this race is yeah. just that atmosphere uh-huh. that it's like the original Facebook, right? It's like, you're my friend, you're yeah. my friend, you're my friend, <laughs> right? Original Facebook. Because uh, you hear that a lot, and that's how that race is really embraced by everybody, the, yeah. the people there, the people that put it on. And mm-hmm. how many how many entries are, are, did they take in? It's pretty small field, it's, isn't it? It's small. So it's a lottery, and they allow um, 125, okay. I believe, and or 120, and then they have uh, 15 automatic entries that they they use that are based on previous finishes and volunteer right. work and stuff. So See, that's awesome. So it's small, but you know, the way the course is, it really has to be that way because there's right. it's loops and then there's out and back. So yeah. you're seeing all these runners over and over and over and any more would just get 
crazy. So. And is are the loops the same loop? It's not like you go the one direction machine. and come back in the other. It's no, like the same direction every the same time. Direction, okay. Which is good and bad, you know. You, you definitely get done with the first one and you know what you got to go back and do again, which is it's good and bad, <laughs> I guess. Bad because it's a tough course and it's brutal. And so lap five, when you're leaving mile 80 and you'd been thinking about quitting for half the race, <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> like, well... Um, and then that's the other hard thing is is that, you know, you go around this loop and every 20 miles you're back at your car. Basically. Yeah, with your, so with like your family. You're in Hawaii, your family's there. <laughs> you know, there's a beach in Mai Tais waiting for you. So it's yeah. like, oh, that kind of sucked. And I busted up my knee and oh, that was, uh, beach is kind of tempting. But, <laughs> and so. is there was there two, there's on the course, I've done a couple and I don't like loop courses. It's for me mentally, I just struggle yeah. more. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not saying I'd never do one again. But was there parts of the course that you a were just like, oh man, I do not want to do that section again? And right. was there and b was there parts where like, man, I can't wait to get to that section again? Yeah, so I would say ninety five percent of the course I absolutely loved and just couldn't wait to do wow. again. Um, there was one section that was going up to this waterfall that was very tourist heavy, um, and so during loop two and three, there was just hordes of tourists oh, just a okay. line of tourists going up there and not only are you just and you're descending the <laughs> first time and then you have to go back up it so you're just flying down and there's just tourists everywhere and mm. then this is where the this is one of the sections that j is just filled with slippery rocks and so tourists are eating it all around you and you're trying not to fall down and that section for lap two and three was not my favorite um during the night, it was fine. Right. Other than it was super slick, but that's part of the, the challenge. Now, were the tourists aware there was a race? I mean, was it... Because I, I know, like, just if you're running, just training, and there's people mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah. it's difficult to maneuver. Yeah. But did they did they know something was going on? Was it pretty I cordial? It, it was it was all very cordial. No one, you know... It, Tried to everyone's in Hawaii, or? so we're just kind of like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, but um, I think it was posted, but it, it wasn't, like you know, out there. So it might've just been a little sign up on a, right. a post somewhere. Were you getting so. high fives? Um, no, but people who, well, every runner was high fiving. I mean, that's the cool thing about the course is you see everybody right. ev like all the time. So you're just constantly encouraging each other. Yeah. So it's super cool that way. Um, as far as spots I looked forward to seeing again, um, I loved the climbs. The really? climbs were great. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people dread the first one coming out of the start. It's called hogs back. Mm -hmm. And, um, you can Google image that sucker and it's, it's pretty gnarly climb and it's, you know, it's like 1500 feet in a mile or whatever. Mm, and then, wow. but, uh, or mile and a half, something like that, but it's very rooted out and there's no like solid line to pick, to go right. up it. You know, like, I think I, I think I picked a different line going up every single time mm -hmm. and every line you think is good. It's kind of like, Oh, that looks sort of like a trail that dies off. And then, <laughs> so then you're like climbing up roots to get to another one. And, um, but it, it is just, just fun. <laughs> what's the what's the vert per loop? Do you know off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, it's just under five thousand feet. So wow. it's about twenty five thousand total for the race. Dang. Wow. So and, and you wouldn't. I mean, I guess you could, but like you think Hawaii, and I know you, there's mountains and you're yeah. climbing, but that's just yeah. a lot. I mean, that's that's stout vert yeah, on gnarly stuff. It's mm -hmm. definitely deceiving too, because you know you fly in and you take a look up at the mountains and you're like, oh man, I I got this. You know, it's no big deal. But then like you don't really realize that you're 
essentially just doing repeats. It's right. basically like doing 15 repeats of Maitland or something, <laughs> you know, up and down and up and down, and then add roots and slippery rocks and ice. And yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Taurus and chickens. And Taurus yeah. and chickens. Every and cockroaches. Um, now, the the big one I want to get to, and I, I just can't wait to ask this one because it's just in my head. I've talked to Joel about it many times. Mm-hmm. You were there during the race mm-hmm. was the missile threat. Right. The, the thing that shows up and says, there's a ballistic missile headed towards <laughs> Oahu. <laughs> Take yeah. cover. Yeah. And you heard about this. And I was reading your race report. You heard about this. Um, mile 13. Yeah, mile 13. Yeah, so pretty and, early in the race. And I just cannot imagine mentally for anybody there i mean volunteer race director spectator runner <laughs> like what is actually going through your head right, right? because yeah. for me i'd be like nah man that stuff doesn't happen that's like that's yeah. like world ending business but right. then you're like well i don't know man this came through the phone is like an yeah. amber alert type yeah. thing you know this is well, real. so the day before the race we went to pearl harbor you know and so we were looking around there and just feeling this is super surreal you know mm-hmm. like how could anything like that ever happen here and for some reason something triggered in my head like with the whole North Korea nonsense going on. I was like, man, if, if we got into something, they'd be trying to launch a missile here. It's the closest <laughs> right. target. There's five <laughs> military bases. So like that was in my head, um, just sort of subconsciously. But um, so yeah, the race starts and everything's going great. Um, just running with Avery Collins and uh, Yassine Daboon, who's just an awesome person. That's all I hear about um, him. And uh, so we're just cruising along and mile 13, we roll into the second aid station. And um, Avery got in just before us and was leaving as we came in. He was just in and out. Had kind of a weird look on his face. We didn't really think much of it, you know. And so we get in, and I see Tempest. I'm pulling off my water bottles, ready to hand them to her. And I just get grabbed on my shoulder, you know, just kind of viciously. And, um, you know, one thing that happens a lot when you run at the front of the pack at these things is people like to make jokes, you know, like, hey, you're going too fast yeah. type stuff. That, yeah, I've you never know, heard one of those. Think I is funny. Have <laughs> and, and just before we had one, because of the nature of the course, the right. out and back, someone was like, hey, you guys cut course. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's funny, you know. Um, so we get in and this guy grabs me and he's got a really thick French or Belgian accent or something. And he's like, he's like, you need to drop out from the race. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, just another joke. And he's like, no, there's North Korea launched a missile is coming this way and we need to seek shelter. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, Am I losing <laughs> something in translation? <laughs> yeah, like, and again, I'm just thinking he's joking, you know, it's like whatever. And then he says it again and I look over and there's another volunteer um, doing the same thing with Yassine and he kind of has his phone out. So Yassine's like seeing what's on his phone, you know? And, uh, the guy's just like in a pant. Like I start to look around and notice that everyone's panicked. This isn't a joke. And, I, right. and the only thing I can think of is like, what the, f- <laughs> you know, what the bleep? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so then Tempest comes rushing over, and and being the the very calm and wonderful person she is, she just says, "There's this missile threat. Don't worry about it. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happens all the know? time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "You're fine. Just keep going. You know, you're looking good. You're, you know." first second third place you know everything's mm-hmm. great and uh so i look over and you see he's kind of getting the business too and um and he looks a little more panicked than i do but <laughs> i i realize it's because i just saw my wife his wife and kid are back at the next aid station oh. so he's getting this news and he's like i need to get to my family right that's his biggest thing so we um start getting moving again and um as we're moving <laughs> you is is definitely uh, in a weird place and just talking about 
um, what's going on. And I get the, the word from him more distinctly that the message said, missile on its way. <laughs> like, like, you guys, you it was you guys are all going to die. Yeah. 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 Tempest says this, and I'm thinking, you know, Donald Trump's tweeting something and <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Um, so I'm like, yeah, no big deal. I think I just sort of joked expletives to Kim Jong un or whatever <laughs> as I left the aid station, not thinking much of it. And then I find out what the actual alert was, and all of a sudden I'm looking up at the sky like, uh, waiting for it to like, bring down on you. What's the yeah, ETA on this? Right? Yeah. How long does so this like take? Every, every noise we hear in the sky, like a jet taking off at the airport or something, we're just like, is this it? I, you know, oh. just freaking out. And at this point, I'm like, Tempest has probably already left. I can't turn around. So I'm right. just like filled with guilt now that I know uh, it's, a, it's a little more serious than what I thought it was. And so I was like, I shouldn't have left her. And, and then I was, and so now I'm like, we just got to get back to that aid station so I can see her again. And, uh, yeah, that gets in your head, I think, a little bit. And <laughs> do you know if anybody dropped because of that? Did do you know? I, I I heard that maybe one or two people dropped. Okay. Um, so at the front of the pack, I think we got it a little weird because we got into that aid station like minutes after they got this message so on their phone. So still panic no one mode. knew what to do. You right. know, everyone was just like, I, "We're in the mountains. Maybe <laughs> we're safe. I don't know." Like none of the volunteers had Good left, point. but you could tell they wanted to. You know. Right. So. But um, for the back of the pack, when they were getting into the first aid station and a few minutes, like they had a little more time to figure out what was going on. And there was the first aid station is more of like an actual location. It's like by a restaurant or something. So Mm -hmm. um, they actually like shut the race down there for about a half an hour, I think, and wouldn't let runners go. I guess they were like seeking shelter in a gift shop there in the, in the place. So they actually extended the cutoff time by a half an hour in the race. That's cool. Um, So, yeah, it was just, you see, you go over to Hawaii and you're running, you know, what's been known as one of the hardest races in the world. And then 13 miles in, you get told you're going to be vaporized by (laughs) a ballistic missile. You're like, this is the way race. this is supposed to be yeah. going Spartan right race now. has nothing on that course, <laughs> man. No electrical. Th- I mean, just just thinking about it, though, because I think you mentioned it at some point, or I heard you say, or, or post, is, you know, you're there with your wife, but mm-hmm. your kids are in Utah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. wow, this is, I mean, I just mentally, I don't, just don't know how you can keep running. And I know you do, yeah, but yeah. I mean, what else do you do at that point, like you said, but it's almost like in your head mentally, right. it's like, that's something you do not train for. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that was definitely there. It was it was just this mental battle f- until so everyone that got the alert that had cell phone cell phones with them in service and stuff they found out I think like thirty eight minutes later that it was a false alarm, which is way too long. But um, yeah, no, yeah, right. But 40, for yeah. us running, we found out it's seven and a half miles in between aid stations. We found out an hour and a half later that mm. it was a false alarm. So we had an hour and a half of this but you kind of figured it out by that point. Yeah, that, I mean, okay, we're still here, we're still yeah. running. And you just kind of assume like there's something in place for this, right? They're right. Gonna, they're going to intercept this, or the yeah. missile's going to fail. Like this yeah. can't, this can't be a real. Captain we're not America gonna is going to show up, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I've seen the Avengers. I know it, it works out that way. Superman's <laughs> going to round them all up yeah. and throw them into the sun. Turn, turn it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, it was too surreal to really, to really dwell on. I guess, right. but um, it definitely got into our heads a little bit, especially running with Yusin, and you know, he had the his wife and kid at the next aid station, and I was really sort of feeding off his energy because we we ran quite a bit together. You know, thirty shared about thirty miles or so. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I just I just saw. I mean, just seeing that. I mean, being here, you know, because we saw 
something on the news and before I knew it was fake. And I'm like, what yeah. is going on? Mm-hmm. But I didn't even in my head, obviously, I never thought that it was going on during the race yeah. until maybe the next day. Yeah. And I thought, man, that would be crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't until the next day that I, w- I watched the news and saw videos of people in Honolulu, like, like jumping panicking. down manholes yeah. and just freaking out, traffic backed up for days and stuff. So it wasn't quite that intense where we were. It was more just a mental game. Well, but it's almost like you said, it's almost like, well, we're on a mountain. What do we do? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we don't have an ETA. We have 10 minutes, an hour. Do right. we even do anything? Yeah. Or do we just, just keep running? Just keep, keep running. going. Die yeah. doing what you love. Yeah, there you go. I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so tell, tell us a little bit about the race. We, you talked about um, during the race you had like major cramping problems. Yeah. Uh, do you think that was from the humidity? I mean, just the where you were at. That's probably the the logical explanation for it. Um, I did get hit with the flu really hard, like right after the race, and so some people have wondered if maybe I actually had the flu while I was running, and that caused just fatigue in my muscles, which right. led to the cramps. Um, so I don't I don't really know. Um, started around mile nineteen or so, like right as we were descending into the to the end of the first loop. And uh, it was just kind of minor, you know, like a quad cramped up or whatever. And I was like, oh, crap, you know, like start taking more electrolytes is the plan, you know, just drinking, hydrating. Um, and the humidity didn't really seem to be bugging me otherwise, you know. I right. felt good. My heart rate was fine everything. So I, was, I had a hard time believing that was it. But, you know, just kept doing what I had to do. And a uh, lot of electrolytes and then um, coconuts. So uh, Mike Arnstein, who's won the race a couple times, the fruitarian, as mm-hmm. he's known, um, he was up there in his Rambo shirt at like mile <laughs> 23 with a machete, had a pile oh, of 500, so cool. 500 coconuts, you know, and he's just hacking them up with a machete and uh, just, you just Drink chug them. It. Yeah, it's just like a little fluid station. So you just walk by and you just chug a coconut. Nice. Like the best thing ever. That's um, cool. And that definitely was the main thing getting me out of the start finish every time. Cause he was like just after the first climb. So about three miles away from the start mm-hmm. finish. And I was like, I just need to leave here so I can go up and get a coconut, and then it'll be fine. There you, know? you go. So. Now, have you have had problems with cramping in the past at all? or? Uh, yeah. So I had a – got an alarm going. Um, <laughs> we had a – I had a experience in the Grand Canyon. I went and did a solo double crossing there. <laughs> um, went in totally undertrained. I hadn't done any races that year. This was in 2015, I think, and thought I'd be fine, you know, mm-hmm. um, and – like 13 miles in after the big descent out of South Rim, 13 miles in, I started getting really bad cramps in my quads and just crippling type (laughs) things, you know, like falling to my knees and Mm -hmm. wondering how I was going to make it up the North Rim. Right. And the North Rim was just a struggle the whole way up. Any, every step, my legs cramped up. So, when this started, it hurt. I was like, oh, this isn't good. You know, this is like like a race ruiner right here. Yeah. Um, And sure enough, it got that bad or worse. Um, somewhere around mile 30, I think it was. Um, they got so bad that it was everywhere from my hip flexors to the arches of my feet um, and Ugh. everything in between would just completely seize up, like oh. the worst Charlie horse of your life, and I would just fall down. Um, and, yeah, that I mean, I was running with top three guys for first 30 miles and feeling great physically, and then this happened, and it just uh, tore me up. Um, and then... Just mentally, I, I don't think I was quite prepared for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And then with the missile thing, and I was just like, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Um, mile fifty, it started getting in my head really bad that I was going to drop from the race, and it's just circling around the whole time. And you know, I kept going, and it'd be fine. I'd stretch it out. I'd be able to 
to hobble along for a mile or two and then I'd get another major one and um it's pretty funny uh one of the photographers was out there and I actually have this picture for you guys if you want to use it. Oh yeah. Um he didn't quite get it right on, oh, but, right. but <laughs> it was close. <laughs> it was, this is the one section that's runnable of yeah. the race and he's up and it's beautiful. It's all bamboo, you know, and he's up there taking shots. And, uh, so there's something that happens when you see a photographer that you like kind of get your, get your a game on, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you get yeah. your smile on, get running a little faster. Wipe and, your mustache so, off. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Pull the shorts out of your crotch. <laughs> right. Pulling so, that belly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm doing that thing and getting all pretty for the camera. And, uh, as soon as I do that, I speed up a little bit in my, my calf just completely cramps up on me and I <laughs> fall to my knee. And I was like a hundred percent positive. You got a, a shot of that. Um, I think he got it right after. So he's got a picture of me just full grimace, you know, and just post post expletives being shouted. And <laughs> full on Popeye yeah, mode. So. <laughs> Even that section of the course, it's so funny. That's the runnable section. And it's just this beautiful bamboo forest. Um, but almost falling there, I realized that, uh, there's like broken bamboo all over the place oh, that geez. can easily impale you if, you're <laughs> if you fall the wrong way, you know? So, um, so about mile 50, you started to have your doubt started kicking yeah, in a little bit. And yeah. I, I read uh, something you put on Facebook at one point, I don't know exactly what mile you were at, maybe 60 mm-hmm. mile 60. You were yeah. looking maybe to drop and you were talking to Tempest, your wife. And yeah. she was like, uh, no, no right. negative. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so just before getting into that aid station, um, a little bit before Guillaume had passed me and he was looking super strong and he's a solid runner. Um, but I was, I was sort of keeping up with him and then right before, uh, Masazumi passed me. And at this point I'm like, I'm getting passed. Like I'm not, this isn't, I don't know. You get into that thing. Like you go to this race and part of you is like, I think I can win this thing. Like I want to win it, you know? And then you're getting passed and you have these leg cramps that are just killing you and, and horrendous pain and I'm like, maybe I should just drop, man, and save it for another year, you know? So I get into mile 60, and I tell Tempest, I was like, I, I got to stop. I can't do this, you know? It's, I can barely run. I definitely can't go downhill. And every 30 seconds, I'm falling to my knees. I got to stop. And she just looks at me, and she says, no, <laughs> you're not stopping. Like, sit down, eat, drink, you know? Take your time. It's not a big deal, and then we'll get you going again. And we sort of talked about it, and they do it. It's like an honorary finish of the 100K. If yeah. you make it to mile 67, they call it the, it's like their version of the fun run. Right. Um, so I was like, all right, I can make it another seven miles if I hike that in, it's whatever. Right. So I'll get to, I'll get to that point and then, you know, call it, call it a day, go sit on the beach. And uh, so I get to that point and I say, all right, I can't do it. Cramps are still, you know, full on. I'm like, I just, 67 miles on this course is pretty, pretty okay. You know, let's, let's go. And she's like, nope. <laughs> no, we didn't come all the way to Hawaii for you to only run 67 <laughs> miles. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, yeah. And, and you know, I wrote in my thing. Like, at first I was kind of upset about it. You know, I was like, you don't understand. Like, I really hurt right now. Yeah. This is, and it's not going away. Nothing I do. No money, like, no amount of electrolytes or however many right. coconuts I chug from <laughs> Mr. Arnstein, you know, like nothing is getting rid of these cramps. She's like, no, you're not dropping. Sit down. We'll take care of you. We'll change your socks and then we'll get you going. <laughs> oh, change your socks. That, that fixes my cramps <laughs> yeah. every time. Well, I was having, I was having some uh, foot issues too. Right. So the humidity just made my socks soaked oh. in like five minutes. And so yeah. it was causing my insole to slip around in my shoe a little right. bit. So, uh, new socks were like, it was like my birthday, you know, there the best thing that ever happened. Um, so, you know, got some food and got going again. And then something happened at mile 
73 or so that the cramps stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, the legs were toast, quads were toast, but right. I was moving. I was climbing really well, and I wasn't dropping to my knees every five minutes from a gnarly cramp. So right. I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this thing, you know. Got 27 miles or whatever, let's do this. And so just move in and get into uh, the aid station to start finish at mile 80, and I got in, like, right behind Yassine, who mm-hmm. had had, like, an hour gap on me at one point. So I was like, at that point, it just gave me that second wind, you know. I was like slapped him on the shoulder i was like let's do this man you know and uh yeah from there it was kind of tough and kind of a blur the legs were toast but <laughs> got it done you know mm-hmm. and you and one of the things you put is there was like signs on the course at yeah, some point point. Uh-huh. and one of the things that he, uh, the sign was like pain is temporary quittings forever right, <laughs> yeah. you, you're thinking like i just want to chuck it off a cliff yeah. that's right <laughs> that's like Go stomp the, on it. the best and worst thing to see <laughs> yeah. on some of those climbs you know because it's just it's so obvious and like these are mantras you're trying to tell yourself anyways that mm-hmm. when you get so deep into wanting to quit and then you see these signs it's just like oh man we won't say what I'm what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, um. Well, because you always see the, and I love that's one of my favorite <laughs> things is seeing signs people make up, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's even the marathon stuff, like yeah. worst prayed ever, mm-hmm. all these other things. I saw <laughs> one yesterday I'd never seen before. That someone posted it said, "You'd be going faster if you were in a car," and I'd never <laughs> seen that one. I start laughing. Yeah. I'm like, that, "That's kind of funny." But it's true. Yeah, but I, I just <laughs> love those signs. But when you said, like, I just want to check it off a cliff, and instead I just laughed and kept yeah. going. You know, I mean, it's really all you can do. So it's like it's like the worst climb of the of the race, and they just sort of litter the whole thing with all these motivational oh. signs, like, can't stop now, you're doing great. <laughs> Almost oh there. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite. <laughs> Almost there. That would make you so bitter. Yeah. <laughs> going up there. Yeah, so. there, pee on them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was great. And so how, how how was the finish? I mean, you came into the finish, and you talk about the Ohana there and just everything you struggled through, just physically plus the missile threat plus right. just the training to get there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of that culminating moment. You yeah. know, you didn't win the race, like you said. You, you yeah. think you can win it, but, I mean, absolutely killer time considering the Thanks. problems you went through. I mean, what what was that like, just crossing that finish line, seeing Tempa, seeing just everything? Yeah, it was super emotional. I mean, this was the first race I've had where you're expected to kiss a sign or kiss something. And, and I mean, I think I kissed that thing. Like I'd never see it again. You know, just (laughs) come here. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, you ring a bell and, and I just, uh, it's it's so hard to explain. It was such a spiritual experience for me, not being a very spiritual person 99% of the time, you know, um, we, I got back to the hotel room afterwards and I just, got in the shower and I just curled up in a ball in there and started crying just like uncontrollably. I don't know what it was. You know, I, I don't think I'd ever pushed myself quite to that limit before of being 100% certain I was going to drop from a race mm-hmm. and then battling it out for another 40, 50 miles, you know? So, and then just with, with everything, with the missile crisis and worrying about my kids and, and everything is mm-hmm. just so hard to, to put into words. That, that's gotta be some really great, stuff to have in your locker in your head for anything else you do you know whether yeah. it's the wasatch 100 any other race i mean mm-hmm. that's got to be something's like okay this is where i was at one point in a race right. and i still finished yeah. mm-hmm. right so i mean that's definitely got to be some good ammo for for whatever you've got coming up in the future for sure definitely i mean i rang that bell and i immediately knew that i was a stronger runner at that right. point like if i could make it through that there's not a whole lot you know that's going to stop me so hmm. there's this race in tennessee <laughs> 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 that you might be interested in doing. I've heard it about it. I've heard about it too. I've seen a documentary on it. I know. Yeah. 
kind of loopy. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one still scares me a little bit. I don't think that really? would be. Uh, that I, one uh, scares you? I don't know. I don't think that one would be a target if there was a missile crate. I don't yeah, think yeah, anybody's going to be there. There's some military stuff over there. <laughs> there's a prison there. Yeah. yeah. Old prison. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I don't know. That's somewhere in the back of my head, but it's not anything I've thought hard about. You're not <laughs> seeking out those who know how to get in it. Not currently. Gotcha. Okay. No. Well, but if any of them sneak in and try to tell me about the race and how to get in. Gotcha. You listen. Away. You would listen, <laughs> wouldn't you? I'd entertain the idea, maybe. But. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take just a quick break, but I'm gonna leave because you mentioned it before, and this is one of the things that I would have people read because a lot of we get asked all the time, and you see it on social media. You see it. It's like, why do you do these things? Like, why? I don't understand it. Like people, okay. you know, someone said it's like explaining color to a blind person. It's just really hard. But this is what you you kind of mentioned now. But this is your word. You said I got in the shower when I got back to the hotel. I got in the shower and broke down into tears. I found something on that course that I didn't know I had in me. It was purely spiritual and nothing I can describe in words. But I walk away from Hawaii a better person, a smarter runner, and a stronger man. I mean, to me, that like sums up why people do these things. I mean, yeah. everybody has their reason, whether it's, a you know, they're overcoming an addiction or pushing themselves to a limit. But having something like that, I mean, that no one can argue that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people have those things in their life, whether it's running or something else. But when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, that's, that's it for me. It's just you just find things. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. So we're going to talk to you, too, about uh, what else you got planned if it's not Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and then, then what's also happened since we had you last on the show. So we'll be uh, right back with Trevor. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Other life insurance companies calculate your policy rates based on your nearest age, not your actual age, and rates increase as you get older. Lock in the best rate possible by getting a free quote today. Learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com backslash trail manners or mention promo code trail manners when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back to episode 110 here with Trevor Fuchs, fresh off his Hurt 100. So uh, we had a nice dive into that race. And now we're going to talk a little bit about 2018, what he's got going on. And if you remember, if you listened to our last show we had with him, I think it was episode uh, 96, um, we were trying to root for him to get some sponsorship, right? That might have worked. And he did. So you now you're, you're working we with... We may have talked about both of these companies, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was all over untapped. Me and Joel dig it, and you were like, yeah, yeah I've had that before. I'm like, all right, we got it. That's got to happen. Yep. Yeah. And it did, yeah. um, apparently. Um, so you have untapped and ultra you've been working with. Mm-hmm. How was that? Just because you came from background where you're not. You're kind of doing your own thing. And right. so now it's like you have, I don't know, people of, I don't know, recognize you for your accomplishments. Right. Is that, does that change anything like how you run how you train how you prepare does it feel like more pressure or is it just like oh this is nice now um i'm trying not to let it put a whole lot of pressure on me Mm -hmm. and and luckily i think um so i actually approached untapped um because i I was just really stoked on their product and was just like hey i'm I'm using this and would love to represent you guys if you're interested and and they got back to me within minutes and were like yeah let's do this you know so um that's been just really cool partnership and they've been um, very, very nice to me. And, um, and then with Ultra, they actually uh, reached out to me um, just a couple, about a month ago or so. And so um, I'm on the red team with them. Um, so I don't think it's really changed much, except that it's a little more cost-friendly for me <laughs> in, a, right. in a few areas, you know. So 
Um, that's that's the biggest thing that that helps out. You know, I have three kids and everything, so so that definitely helps there. That's awesome. But, well, I mean, it does help. You know, especially anybody like mm-hmm. we were just talking off the mic about ordering stuff and getting right. different things and so it's got to help a little bit especially when you like the product yeah right yeah. it's not like oh yeah you're gonna give me stuff i'll just do it yeah and that's the biggest thing i mean i've been wearing ultra for three or four years now and and so they're the shoes i want to wear so right yeah. I, it's so much easier to be ha- be proud to represent a brand when it's something you believe in and not have to try to fit into something you don't necessarily like and put on a smile about it you yeah. know? right so and you had a pretty good success because you wore, which ones did you wear? The F, the, what is it called? The King FKT or? King MT. MT, yeah. sorry. MT. And you, you wore those at Hurt. Yeah, and, and those were awesome for that course. They're super grippy. Um, they have like six mil lugs on them. And it's so pretty big. It worked out really well. There's nothing you can do about those slick rocks at night, but right. otherwise they were they were perfect. So. Nice. Did you change shoes at all during that? No, nope, just socks. Just kept the same shoes on. They were just, as far as traction goes, they were working so well. and. Mm-hmm. You know, they're light cushioning, but it never really bugged my feet at all. So just didn't feel like I needed to swap out. So, And those are the ones that have that Velcro strap across yeah. the mids. Is that pretty good at races like that to kind of keep your foot locked in and secured yeah, so it doesn't you can just slump around? crank that thing down a little bit for the descents and everything. Keeps your toes from banging into the front of the shoe. So Plus, it's, nice. it's Velcro straps, too. Heck yeah, man. That's cool. It's yeah, old school. It's totally cool. That's almost as cool as moon boots. It's pretty hipster. Yeah, know. it is. It, oh, it is hipster. That's uh, all right. It's turning that way. <laughs> yeah. It's turning that way. That's true. Um, and then we just we just mentioned um, Wasatch 100 before the show. So mm-hmm. today it's Sunday. We're recording for our Tuesday episode uh, here in Studio 78. But yesterday was the Wasatch 100 lottery, and the odds were really good this year. They were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I saw some people that didn't get in, which kind of surprised me. Right. Um, some, some Matt Van Horn didn't get in. Yeah, but that um, gives him a chance to do what he's been wanting to do. Yeah, and also just have him set up his living room again. Yeah, that's what he said. That make, was super make cool. Make a video and oh, set yeah. up his living room. Um, but so you're the two-time defending champion. So oh. it comes with pressure. You just it just happens. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. So people right. are gunning for you. Yeah. But then I was going down the list, and there's some some uh, uh, Gabe Joyce who we've had mm-hmm. on the show finished third at Hard Rock this past year. He's coming yeah. out. Yeah, and he's no joke. yeah he's no, he's got to watch out for those thighs. <laughs> I've yeah. ran with him before. Yeah, he's got the killer quads. The he's quads. got the killer quads. <laughs> the quadzillas. Yeah, that's right. Um, Chris Price, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few, and it, it just came out last night. We just even talked about it, it was late. We were kind of scrolling through it, but there's other names on there too. Yeah, where it's not <clears throat> necessarily. And I'd never say this, but because everybody, you know. Not everybody. A lot of people want to win, right. but I mean, it's going to be competitive up yeah, front, pushing, um, and so that'll be kind of fun, right? But you're going to have a target on your back for sure. Yeah. How right. do you approach that? Is it, do you approach it differently? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was there last year, mm-hmm. but I yeah. I tried my best not to go into the race with expectations at all, and that helped. Um, but this time, I want to win it. You know, because yeah. right. it's. it's I don't know. It's the turkey. It's the three P. Yeah. yeah. So, and I didn't have necessarily that desire last year. So I think I'm going to have that internal pressure that mm-hmm. I'm putting on myself there. Um, and we'll see how I deal with that. It's just part of the fun, you know, part yeah. of the challenge. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to running with Gabe. And then um, a couple guys, Nick, who was running up at the top last year, is, he's, he's back. And then Jesse Rich, who came in second last mm-hmm. year, will be back. Oh, that's sounds awesome. Like, so. And that's what's a cool. Group of guys. Yeah, yeah, that's well. what's cool about our sport. Like you said, you're looking forward to running with the. It's yeah. it's a competition, yeah. right? But it's a friendly competition right. for the most part. There right. might be a few people out there that it's not as friendly for, but for majority, it's yeah. like 
you're going to be rooting for Gabe. Have a good day because that'll help you. And I think that's what makes that sport so fun. I've never run up front, but I know one of the people I run with in my area of the race, it's the same way, you know. It's the same up front, man. And, like, usually know somewhere when people start breaking away who's going to have a good day and who Mm -hmm. isn't. And at that point, you've been talking for 40 miles, 50 miles, and you're you're buddies, you know. So you just cheer them on. Well, especially, like you said, you run with most of these guys anyway. Yeah. And so you already have that going into it. Yeah. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Do you have uh, what? What else is 2018 looking like now that you know? I mean, you, you're doing that. What's kind of getting you ready for Wasatch? I imagine. Well, I shouldn't say it, but is that like your A race for the rest of the year? Is that kind of the focus point now? Um, I, yeah, I have a hard time deeming anything an A race okay. just because I, I can't pin a bib on without, <laughs> without gotcha. just going out and racing. You know, so um, I'll be doing a pretty low-key 50k in mendocino in mm-hmm. april and this one i talked to him about this last week and this yeah. sounds cool because you get the run and get the, to run through the red the redwoods oh wow and along the coast wow. yeah and so when's this one it's april 21st i believe so that's on the schedule for next year is that filled is it filled yeah it's sold out in like 20 minutes oh yeah. crap he only allows 150 people in i think Man, like and that. it's held so at like a resort right um it's or close well, to sponsored one. by a resort that's so right yeah you're just right off that that area there. So and you can go ever been to Mendocino? It's get your gorgeous. vegan on because it's sponsored by a <laughs> yeah. vegan. Yeah. So the the resort that it's sponsored by is like a fully vegan health. So you can have a vegan place. retreat. So, so I'd so. be the like chubbiest dude there. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think everyone that runs it is vegan. <laughs> be like um, he's a meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cheese curd eater. What's, yeah, so what's that was kind of some motivation race? there. Uh, it's Mendocino Coast, 50K. Oh, well, that so. makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah. Okay. So that one's in April. April. And then uh, what else you and got going I'm on? I'm planning on doing Quad Rock 50 in okay. Fort Collins in May. That's early May. Um, and then going to try to toe the line at Speed Goat this year. Are you? Yeah. Again, we'll see if I can actually make it there. I've always had something come up uh-huh. before that one, but... Um, I still have yet to do it, and it's just right there. So I really want to make it happen this year. And then Wasatch, and I got to go back to Hurt, man. (laughs) I guess that's technically next year, but I got to go back. Man, he's got the bug. I have such a chip on my shoulder, and it was, like I said, it was like the most fun I've had on trails, man, and the people are great. So I got to go back. (laughs) Man, that is cool. (laughs) We'll see. It's a lottery, so you know. I mean, we'll kind of regress back into that, but what's Mm -hmm. the chances of that lottery? Is it pretty... I mean, like a hard rock, it's not hard rock western ish. Is it more like Wasatch where your odds are 50 to 60%? Or That's probably in between. Okay. Um, I, I don't really remember from last year. I wasn't expecting to get in. I remember that. I think it was like 25% chance or something. Okay. Um, but they do it weighted, sort of. Okay. So if you do a lot of volunteer work or if um, the other thing is like athletic achievements and stuff, they give you what they call Kikui nuts, which just gives you like more chances huh. in the lottery. So what's so. like athletic achievements? Like if you can dunk a basketball, if you can, you that'd know, be cool, right? If you can throw you know, an eighty mile an hour fastball, is, is when you read athletic achievements, you're like, okay, yeah, so I've won Wasatch and blah blah blah. But um, when they were they were kind of joking about it in the um, post race banquet, and a lot of people put stuff like that in, in mm. there, like you know, I can 
eat a whole pizza in 20 seconds or so, you know, like as an athletic achievement. And like, they actually like take that stuff and, and they'll give you extra, extra nice. shots in the lottery. You, okay. Well, you've, you're a three time so. trail manners podcast guest. That's got to count there for something. Good something, point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's pretty cool that they do that though. So if you're, yeah. so if you're a winner, do you get automatic? Do you get extra nuts or what? Um, I think nuts. it's top three male and female. Got automatic, automatic for if, the if they year. want to. Just gotcha. the next year, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's go back now. So you got <coughs> the uh, Mendocino, Mendocino. Mm-hmm. and then Quad, Quad, Rock, Quad Rock's Rock. like what, the 16th or something? 12th, 12th of May. 12th of May? Yeah, so it's only three weeks apart from that 50K. Oh, so. Okay. Because yeah. there's a big race on the 5th of May. It's like oh, yeah, huge prize money. This. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so. The week before. Yeah, yeah, it's huge prize money. It's a good taper race. Definitely kicking that one around. Yeah. Like I said, I I might go too hard, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So quad, you're doing the 50K at Quad Rock? 50 mile. 50 mile, that's 50 right. Mile. And that's one put on by Nick Clark and mm-hmm. those guys yeah. who started. And that's a, that's a stout course, that's too. Course. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like 11,000 feet of bird or something, mm-hmm. so it's no joke. Nice. Should be fun. Yeah. I can't heart hurt again, though. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I that's, know. I mean. Because you hear him talking about it, and you're like, oh, he'll never go back. And then he flips it, and he's like, yeah. I'm excited to go well, back. When he says it's a favorite race he's ever done mm-hmm. or funnest time he, i mean i could yeah. see wanting to go back for like the funnest thing you've done on trail but right i mean in the back of your mind there's got to be some that's hard yeah. i want to get some <laughs> redemption well and it's funny i've heard other people talk about it that that have gone back four or five times and they're like it's kind of the same old story you know they tell themselves they're never going back mm-hmm. and then three weeks well i guess the lottery's the registration's like six months later. So six months is enough time to totally forget what oh, happened yeah, uh-huh. there. And so they, they put in again and they get in and they get through half of the first lap. And, and this is one thing that I've heard Candace Burt say about it is she gets halfway up hogs back and she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back to me. <laughs> yes. It's coming back to me. I sort of forgot how much this race is going to kick me in the rear. So, um, but I, I don't have any, I didn't have any doubt. I crossed the finish line and I was like, we're coming back next year. Right. Just so you know, like this is <laughs> happening. But And then, um, you, you know, that means you have to get back in the sauna though, right? Oh, we definitely. talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might try a few things differently, you know? I so might. I told him he needs to take a, um, like a plyometric box in there. Mm-hmm. And oh start yeah. just doing step, step ups. ups. Yeah. So that way no weird <laughs> dudes will talk to him. Or lunges. I was yeah. <laughs> I was sort of thinking about building one in my basement. Yeah. Oh, so sign it. So yeah, yeah. way you can have your own private yeah, Idaho so I down there. Just do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sounds whatever. like a good plan. Yeah, yeah. I would go that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I have a hard time with saunas and things. Pe- it's things a stigma. that are moist. Yeah, it's just you get in there and you never know who's gonna. You see it on TV and it's always like the old dudes that just yeah. have no care yeah, in the shame. world what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. You know or. I always see that. I'm like, that would be me. Mm. That would totally. And then they'd want to like <laughs> sit right next to me with all the seating around uh-huh. and just oh, yeah. hang out and, and talk. talk. <laughs> yeah. That definitely happens there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's like the least of my worries in the, <laughs> the sauna here. So. <laughs> well, so far that's mine, but now I'm thinking, so I don't know. <laughs> Not a huge fan. Uh, so with, with training, are you kind of down right now? Or is this kind of like recovery mode? Kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of relax and getting your body back. Cause you're in, not till April. Mm-hmm. And that race at Mendocino is that, uh, What's that course like? Um, it's relatively flat compared to what I'm used to. I think there's 2,700 feet of climbing oh. or something. Oh, wow. So That's a lot of running. So, yeah, it'll it'll be a different story. I might have to get out on the road and work on my legs a little bit Probably. before the race. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, right now I'm just kind of taking it easy, um, spending time with the family and right. running a little bit, but not a lot, eating a lot, 
running a little. So that's good. I like yeah. that plan. See, we're good recovery. <laughs> I mean, we've had guests on the show, some that don't recover as well, and some that go on a full on hibernation mode. And yeah, because um, you already you figure you've already got your base for years, you know, if you keep mm-hmm. it up. So mm-hmm. that time off isn't going to hurt you too bad. Yeah, um, it'll be more time to work on the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do memberships for your sauna? Is it going to be like a two-seater? Oh, well, I'll just have, you know, guest passes for friends. But <laughs> <I'm> passes? Yeah. <laughs> 10% off. If We're going to sign up online yeah, right. and see if there's an opening. <laughs> I guess. Scheduled times. Yeah. <laughs> I might build it small enough that it just seats one. You there know, you go. So we'll have to schedule to times, do. you know? Yeah. It's like, so, oh, sorry, it's yeah. booked. I'm in there. Sorry, you can't go over. Sorry. Anybody who comes over can, no questions asked, just close the door, do what you want. But. So sometimes you people don't like to go into it, but I'm guessing, like, do you have a plan in mind for Wasatch? I mean, I know you want to win it, mm-hmm. but is there, like, and obviously we don't put people on the spot. Is there a time in your head that you think that's attainable and that's where I need to be this year? Yeah, I think you you are putting me on the spot. but <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say the time, but, oh, I mean, no, is that no. kind of how you're training for? Is, like, are you going to be training for, hey, I want to go under this time? Yeah, or, you know yeah. what you can do on the course. Yeah. And this might be the last year for the Cal Patty course, too. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my favorite section of the course. But Nobody likes that yeah. section. Um, I haven't thought about times too much yet. Um, I really, a lot of these races, I really just kind of wing, man. I don't, I don't go in with like <laughs> a whole lot of nutrition plans or whatever. I just kind of see how things go and and make ah, make adjustments best. as yeah. I yeah. as I go. So you know, I'll try to go out about the same way that I have the last two races because that's worked out pretty good and uh, and just go from there man i don't know i'm excited to run with gabe i know he'll be up front a little bit and chris probably will be too so will nick and jesse so you know we'll just get a pack going and and see what happens so so you run the longest you run by feel right then how you feel so let me ask you this question because this happens a lot when you talk to people people say i don't want to push too hard because i want to save myself for the for the later on and you hear people go no man you got to go how you feel because you don't know later on if you're going to have anything anyway yeah. Right. So what's your mind in the race is your mindset just you just run how you feel. Is that kind of what you do? Yeah, definitely. Like I don't think I've had a 100-mile race yet where I've reached the last 5 or 6 miles and just thought, "Oh man, I'm, I'm going to sprint this thing yeah. out, you know." I, I, got, I saved so much in yes. the tank for mile 10. <laughs> <laughs> I just I haven't had that experience and it's usually just that suffer fest through the end, you know. So um it's it's hard for me to say. I'll just I'll go out at a comfortable pace, not too fast and definitely not too slow. I want to get out ahead, especially going up that big climb yeah. and um, just take it easy and try not to, you know, you know, I have my little things. There's definitely sections of the course that I like to play conservative, especially in the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to stress too much if people are catching up or passing me in those spots and I'll do that again. Um, but yeah, it's totally by feel. So I just as I go, I do what I think is going to get me to the finish line in the fastest amount of times. So. Right. See, that's that's kind of. I mean, I again, I'm never n- anywhere near the front. But I, when I first started doing the longer races, people mm-hmm. would say, "Don't go out too hard. You want to save yourself for the finish." Yeah. If I hadn't run a 50 miles, so I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Until I did it, and I'm like, "Man, I feel like I saved myself, and I got nothing left right. at mile 35." Right. You know, I'm like, "I got no juice. Yeah. 45, no juice." So yeah. then I started going, "I'm just going to run how I feel." And that just always worked out better. I think it's a balancing act. And I think it depends on some courses, too. Like, you get into a Western States or something, it might be a different story because you have, you know, 30 miles of downhill or whatever to to finish the race. So if you save your quads and are conservative there, you can probably put in a good effort towards the end. But, you know, 
Wasatch is so up and down and, and everything, but um, it's it's definitely a balancing act because I don't want to go out too hard. I want to save a little bit, but I also don't want to just be soft and end up. Well, you don't want to blow up. Back, I mean, I know? think there's a difference between going out yeah, too hard yeah. and blowing up yeah. and just kind of like, hey, I feel good. I'm going to go a little bit because at the end of the day, everybody knows how they run. Right. You know when you're redlining too long or too hard, mm-hmm. and if you know your strengths and weaknesses, obviously that plays into it as well. But I think, you know, just personally wise, I think that saving yourself for the, you know, I'm going to have more energy later if I take these three gels and walk. Yeah. I, don't, I don't buy that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the more hundreds you do, the more you you kind of figure out what works for you and right. what pace you can go. So it's all, it's all about experience, you yeah. know. So. Well, I'm excited to see Wasatch this year. Just, I mean, it'll it's, be good up front. Yeah, it, it will be really competitive, but mm-hmm. a good, com, you know, good competitive. See who can play the game, I guess, right. the right yeah. way. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'll see if they'll chase me. Um, but leading up to it, I think you got some some good races to get you there. Plus, you're still going to stick with your coach. So yeah, that's definitely. got how many years now? Is that a couple of years at least? Uh, we're, we're going into our second year. Okay, together, so, so got a lot of familiarity with mm-hmm. it and everything. Yeah, and definitely. It's definitely working for you, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, I mean, three times got a matching jacket with the vet. Well, so do you, actually, Joel. You guys got some green on today. Yeah. I like it. Getting like ready it. for March. March is coming up soon, right? Yeah. It's March green. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. Missed it. Missed that one right okay. over my head. It's still, still early in the afternoon. Um, but, yeah, thanks, man, for coming on the show Absolutely. for a third time. Sorry about the mishap last week. Thanks no for the hula girl. Yeah. That definitely. looks good. It's, she's rocking. She's got a green, what is those? It's not a skirt. What do you call those things? Uh, I call skirt. Hurdle skirt. I right. call it skirt. And then a bikini top, mm-hmm. yellow lay, yellow flower in her hair. Mm-hmm. She fits right in. She I does. Was, I was going to bring you guys back some Kona beer or something, but then I, was, I saw that in the gift shop and I was like, that needs to go in the van. Yeah, that, that works. Go. We, we collect stuff. We've got, right the, we got the Palisades uh, Ultra Chell Series little medallion. It's mm-hmm. yeah. just a magnet, has not fallen off with <laughs> all the awesome. rumbling. And this thing doesn't have the best suspension and shock. So. Got a little Bigfoot in here, but now we got the hula girl. We'll no, put her. Be, we'll put her right there. You're gonna have all the trinkets now, dude. <laughs> Not Every, too many. Everybody's gonna be bringing you trinkets. They gotta be. Yeah, you gotta step up your game. It's guys. gotta be a legit trinket, though. Like you can't if be it like. Sticks around. You know, it can't be with a, a pig with a pair of sunglasses. That's not gonna fit in here. It's That'd gotta be, be something like this, where it's got some meaning behind it. Well, yeah. Or it's got like an edge to it, right? Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this is this is good, like Bigfoot. I'm a huge Bigfoot guy. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for him on to get on the show, but he's, his people are hard to get a hold of. They yeah, are. Hard to find. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. You're always fun to talk to, and it's just awesome to see your success and mm-hmm. what you're doing because you're such a humble guy. I mean, just so humble. You still fly under the radar. Yeah. You know? That's, it, that's good. We'll keep it that way. Yeah. No, right. it is good. And and uh, just the fact that you're here in our area Unless makes it Unless you fun. win Speed Goat. Oh, that's where yeah. you... Uh, yeah. I'm not going to stress about that one too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, speed goes uh-huh. kind of that. It's a launching point, especially if Walmsley comes back. Then we'll yeah, we'll see. expectations there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you got him. You got him. Just come take, on now. just take some coconuts with you. That's right. Just we'll suck chuck them at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after you're done eating them, after yeah. you're done drinking them, which yeah. I, it's right. It's like Mario Kart. It's yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it though. I mean, there's just so many good young, talented runners coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fun to see what you guys can do and hear you talk about your stories and. Man, I was so excited to listen to the Hurt stuff because it's always a race that's intrigued me. And there's been times I'm like, oh, I want to go there. I think I put in one year, Did actually, you? for the lottery. Oh. And uh, knowing I probably wouldn't get in, but I thought, well, if I get in, you know. Uh, but it's always a course that's intrigued me. Yeah. I can't I always recommend that enough. Like, you got to go in with the right mindset. Yeah. You got to go in thinking this is going to be the most technical course I've ever run. Right. And 
you know, it's, it's so much fun. The the people there, there's like 400 volunteers for 100 runners. That's you know? amazing. And, just, and they're all cheering your name every mm-hmm. time you come into an aid station. It's just such an amazing feeling. So it's really cool there. Really cool yeah, environment. I mean, just the hard, uh, just everything I've heard is just how hard it is. Right. You know? yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's playing it off. It's not bad. We'll see you next year, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll go over together. We're yeah. matching singlets or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go over and sit on the beach. I'm all for that. <laughs> Joel can be the the handler. Yeah, you guys can go out there and have fun. I'm gonna be on the beach. Uh, <laughs> I'm no dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. So, uh, but yeah, thanks again for coming on. Um, and we'd love to talk to you again in the future. And you know, we were, you know, head on over and you know, check out Trevor's Facebook. It's you're you're right. Well, you should, do you have a blog? I've kicked around the idea you should of you're doing a good one, writer it's, it's just, just one more thing yeah it, it is, is. Just it one is. More <laughs> thing. Well, what are you else you can do in the sauna that's you know, true whole, the paper gets a little wet <laughs> just take a laptop with a otter box on it or something yeah. <laughs> don't sweat on it well we'll work on that all right trevor well uh good luck with your recovery thanks again for coming in thanks again for the hula girl thanks she'll go right me. up here yeah. and uh yeah good luck in 2018 and awesome. if there's any other sponsors are right up his alley man get on him he's not gonna be he's not gonna be uh, available for long folks no not after <laughs> they win speak up <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh we'll catch you next week thanks guys thank you for listening to the trail manners podcast we'd like to thank trevor folks for taking the time to join us today We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There we got a store page with some swag there for you, or you can check out our contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.